Hello and welcome to the Greenhouse Church Podcast. My name is Benj Gould and I'm the lead pastor. We are all about creating an environment where anyone can follow the way of Jesus. So we hope that this teaching helps you on your way. When I went to college, I went to Hillsong College and um, it was it was a kind of a big thing for me. So I I arrived there. I was one of three Australian students. There was 1,200 students at the time. Um, lots of international students come. And it's kind of this melting pot of all these different stories and kind of people with like, kind of, it's, it's like the best of the best coming from all over the world to, to study at, um, you know, one of the most um, uh, kind of influential centers of the church um, in, in the Western world. And because of that, there is kind of this, this game that kind of gets played because there's lots of influence and there's lots of power and there's lots of talent. There's kind of this game of like trying to be, get noticed and trying to be seen and be seen as someone who's talented or gifted or anointed. Um, and I think it's the same, just human nature anywhere. There's, there's stuff like that. And I came into that environment, really, I felt like a, a really little fish in a, in a really large pond and um i really had this desire like i just wanted to be seen and known and i wanted to feel like i was doing something great and i think we like as humans we all feel that and experience that it's kind of the paradox of of humanity that we desire to be known and seen which sometimes uh comes out as the desire to be famous or the, the desire for people to know us we desire to do something purposeful or great um, and there's kind of mixed motives in all of that. Like there's, there's the selfishness, the selfish part of that, but there's also the part of that, that I just want to contribute something to the world. Um, and I remember it was a big deal. Like at college, if, if you got on the, on the platform, it was a massive deal. Like, and it was a big thing. And I remember I finally got to the point where I, I got to lead worship at chapel, 1200 students. It was like a big deal for me. And I was like, man, I've made it. And I was, you know, did the thing, worship lead. And then you get off the stage and there's tra- it's a training environment, right? So there's trainers come and the trainer came up to me and said, Hey, you did, you did a great job. Um, but when you spoke on the microphone, like you spoke really, you didn't project your voice so no one could hear you. Um, and I went from like this high of like, yeah, I've made it to like, cry. this is a stupid thing. It's a small thing, but crushed because, because someone pointed out a flaw and I, I felt like stupid because I was like up there, I was, you know, like reminds me of the, um the movie uh what is it where she's like she speaks really quietly does anyone know it's the one where they there's the singing competition you know someone knows someone knows you can drop it in the chat um but i just felt i felt i I just felt stupid um and it and it highlighted to me the the fact that the more exposure you get to more people all it does is expose your flaws to more people um, I remember we had a chat, uh, we sat down, had lunch with someone in our neighborhood and she was uh, like a, an influencer, a travel blogger, actually hundred thousand followers or something like that. And, um, pitch perfect, Carmen, thank you. That's what it was. Um, and, uh, they had moved here and, uh, we had lunch and she was just kind of telling us that like the the weight of a hundred thousand people looking in your life was just like soul crushing. Like it was just destroying them. So they actually quit being travel bloggers. 
And it just goes to me, shows to me that like there is this paradox of humanity that we want to be great. We want to do something good. We want to be known and loved. We want to be seen by people. And yet there's something in that when that is exposed to a large amount of people that actually crushes our soul. There's this verse in Luke chapter 9. We're reading through the book of Luke, immersing ourselves in the ways and the words and the works of Jesus. And uh, so there was the transfiguration that happened. So there was the feeding of 5,000, the transfiguration. Last week we looked at Jesus casting out of the demon uh, from a boy. And it goes on in verse 46. Then his disciples began arguing about which of them was the greatest. But Jesus knew their thoughts. So he brought a little child to his side. He said to them, anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes my father who sent me. Whoever is least among you is the greatest. So the disciples are arguing about who's who's the greatest. They they are like on the the incline of like following the tra- trajectory of Jesus' career. Like everything is going right. Like j- just things are happening. The feet of the five thousand people are getting healed. There's crowds. There's demons being cast out, and they are like riding on the coattails of this like up and coming star ra- rabbi, the next great prophet of of Israel, and they're sort of jockeying of like. How am I going to be a part of this? Who's going to be the greatest among us? Who's going to tell the stories about us? And Jesus brings a child. And I love that because I think, I think um, children are such a good uh, judge of character. And I think there's, if there's people, if there's someone that like lots of kids are drawn to, that you can kind of tell that there's like a, a kindness in their heart and soul. And I love that kids were drawn to Jesus. And it just adds like this beautiful hum, hum, humanity and softness to Jesus that I that I love. Um, and it tells us one thing that kids are not just something, uh, not just people to be protected or kept safe. Uh, but obviously we have to do that. But kids are fellow disciples that we are to learn from. Kids are uh, uh, little humans doing the journey with us that we can see Jesus in just like we can see Jesus in the older disciples among us and those in everything in between. But kids are fellow disciples to learn from. But the other thing that I want to say, the second thing is this, um, that the kingdom does not come like you expect. The kingdom of God doesn't come like you expect. It doesn't come through the normal power structures. It doesn't come through the normal hierarchy of things, through political power, through celebrity or fame. It doesn't come through the elite. This is, this is what I want to get across this morning, is that if, if you want to be part of, if, if, you want, if you want to be great in the world, that paradox, you want to be known, you want to like have purpose and chase, be, do something significant in the world, in life, if you want to be great, then you have to be part of something great. If you want to be great, then you have to be part of something great. And to be part of something great involves all of us. It involves not just one person, not just a superstar. It, it, it's, it's being part of a moment, a movement where the glory is attributed to the right place, which is someone who can sustain that 
Jesus, the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But it is a movement that goes through all of us. It's not just dependent on one person, but from the youngest of us to the oldest, from those that are perceived as successful or wealthy or well-known or celebrity to those who are the least known, the smallest, the littlest, the furthest away, that the kingdom of God moves through all of us. Um, the kingdom of God can not and does not move just through trained and paid professionals. It has to move through young and old, through rich and poor, through male and female, through black and Anglo and Asian and Islander and Latina, whatever we find ourselves from. And if the kingdom of God extending here on earth, if something great is uh, going to happen in our world, heaven coming to earth, that cannot be dependent on either pastors or celebrity Christians. Because if it is, we are doomed. The kingdom of God moves relationally through a grassroots movement. And that's, that, that's the, the story of Christianity is an incredible one because the early, the early movement of Christians was moving through all the people that you wouldn't expect it to. Untrained men, Gentiles, people that weren't part of Israel, women, very controversial, uh, slaves, very controversial, widows, orphans, disabled. It was, it was through the, 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 the underbelly of the Roman Empire that the kingdom of God moved. And uh, I think that is a beautiful thing. You know, we need mums and dads, young and old, chippies and small business owners and retirees and social workers and artists and um, psychologists and teachers. I'm just trying to look around um, and stay at home mums and uh, uh, after school care workers. You know, it, it, the kingdom of God needs to move through all of us. Um, the greatness of the kingdom of God comes when we realize that the Holy Spirit can and must move through every single one of us, including our kids, including the oldest, including the people that are new to faith, including the people that don't think they could be part of that. So I want to just do a little quick exercise with you um, to show you the importance of this. And we're all going to be involved in this. I'm going to give you, um, what's the time? I'm going to give you seven minutes. And uh, I want you to look around the Zoom screen. We're just going to have some silence. I'm not going to talk. Seven minutes. And everyone's going to do this. Kids as well, um, if they're old enough to, to sort of grasp it. Um, I want you to pick someone. And I want you to ask God, is there an image or a picture or a Bible verse or just an encouragement, something nice to say? Is there something that God wants me to say to that person? And then if so, well, yes, not if so. When you find that, I want you to message it to them in the chat. You can do it privately. You know, you can just privately send. Um, and so I'm going to give you seven minutes just to think through that. You can look through the screen, see who pops out to you. Um, ask your kids as well. Um, and everyone in your, in your group, if there's, you know, if there's two of you on the screen or four of you, you're all going to do it. Um, and find someone to encourage, share a Bible verse, share an image. So take some time, 
after spirits come. Is that cool? Yeah. 